Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist podcast. Uh, We've all gotten through Mercury retrograde. It is uh, a few weeks past, which is a very, very good thing. We are uh, in the season of, um, I guess, uh, the energy of Leo, which is exciting and bright and fun and light and just putting yourself kind of in the spotlight because most, if not all Leos, love that kind of attention. Uh, And they're very, very sensitive people too. So welcome to Leo season. A lot of great things are going to be happening in the month of August, uh, astrologically. And uh, I'm not going to go into all of that now, but it's really time to put everything that you have learned from your experience in this really, really challenging Mercury retrograde time that we just finished uh, into into action. So really think about what your experience was like. What did you learn? What showed up? What kind of habits and thoughts and behaviors and people don't serve you anymore? So it's time to be able to let all of those things go. And this was really actually a good segue into the topic that I wanted to talk about today, which is how to recover from a breakup fast. And I use the word recover uh, versus heal because I don't know. I mean, I think of the word healing. I mean, it to me, it feels like those words like uh, truth and authenticity and uh, all those kind of words that everybody seems to use to mean something. And they're kind of pretty empty to me. So I use the word recover simply because um, the goal is to get back to yourself, but to be a better self. And that is the key to moving through and recovering from a breakup. And I'm going to talk about all of that. Um, I know for me, uh, I look, I've had to deal with many, many breakups, gone through a lot of stuff, as many of you have. And in the past, uh, I've had a hard time moving forward because there were certain pieces of wisdom that nobody taught me. And I've always said, you know, in the past few years that I've done this, my goal is to uh, create the, the shortest duration of time for people to be in pain and suffering. My goal is to end that for you. And, and my hope is that as you listen to these episodes, that something strikes you that's different that something allows you to think about yourself and your life in a different way so that you can more fluidly make the changes that you'd like to make. You know, we've all been there, been head over heels for someone, believing that there's a future and that it all comes crashing down. And we're left feeling as though our oxygen tank has been destroyed. We can't sleep, we can't eat, can't concentrate on anything. We've all been there. You feel as though life will always be this painful 
and you're burdened with another stamp on the relationship passport book that signifies failure, inadequacy, and hopelessness. I've been there, like I said, more times than I can count. I have <laughs> screwed up so many times by picking the wrong people. Uh, but it wasn't, like I said, until I figured out some key points about how to recover from a breakup that my life began to take a turn not only in my dating strategies and patterns, but also in how I was able to move forward with the least pain possible. I wish someone had taught me these strategies that I'm about to teach you because, like I said in the introduction, it would have saved me years and years of heartache and needless feelings of inadequacy. But clearly that did not happen. I had to go through my own pain and struggle, and it took me, shoot, uh, 30 years to figure this out. So with that, I want to, like I said, shorten the lifespan of your struggle uh, with my, my knowledge and wisdom. And that's why I'm talking about this with you. And I hope that the points I make here will really help you see the truth about your broken relationship and the purpose of it. The key to remember is this, is that it was flawed from the beginning. You just didn't honor that. And you just didn't attend to those flaws. Each of us brings our stuff to a relationship. Some of you are really needy, and you may not admit that. I've been there, needy, desperate, desperate for somebody to love you and or to take care of your woes, financial, physical, material, anything else. The harsh reality of life is that no one is going to swoop in and save you from what you need to resolve on your own. Sure, you can find somebody with money to fund your life, but even if that were to happen, and I know many people who look for and find sugar daddies and sugar mamas to make their financial lives easier, but if you're really looking for a mature and true relationship that's based on mutual respect and enduring love, you got to work your shit out before you even consider inviting somebody into your life as a romantic love partner. It doesn't matter if somebody has money to make your life easier. You're going to have to give up something. You're going to have to make a deal, almost like a deal with the devil. You think financial security is going to make your life easier. It'll make it more indulgent, not easier, because you will have given up a real sense of fulfillment if that's all you look for, if you're that scared. Some people would call people shallow that way, and there are very shallow people. But most of those people, A, don't know how to be intimate, don't haven't learned about love, and are just scared about uh, taking risks with the heart. I used to believe, well, I assigned the belief to so many men in my life whom I dated over the years, the belief that they were the one the one who would be my divine life partner just because we got along. The chemistry was great, and he was pretty charming. Shiny object syndrome. I mistook charming and chemistry for the true, get, true grit of lasting love, and it bit me in the ass every single time. And guess what, y'all? Whoops, I was surprised. Seriously, because I didn't know what I'm about to teach you today. You see, we're all flawed. Yep, intellectually, everybody knows that, right? That's not the issue, really. 
Although some of us with particular flaws can cause more damage to ourselves and others unbeknownst to ourselves, the biggest challenge that I saw in my own life and in the lives of my clients over the past three decades of doing this work is that you have neglected to pay attention to the red flags from the get-go. If you learn to do this from the beginning, you'll save yourself a lot of heartache and pain, probably 99% of heartache and pain. But it's not enough to see these red flags, y'all. It's imperative that you honor them in the ways that they show up and how they impact you. They're there for a reason. They're called red flags for a reason because they're there to alert you. Your gut feeling is a necessary tool to identify how harmful they can be to you. Secondly, what you've yet to heal within you is a sign of what you'll call into your life to resolve before real and great love can abide in your life. I look back at all, all of my relationships before the one that I'm in now, and I can see the red flags glaring at me, like calling me, like, come on, baby, notice me, notice me, do something with me. The problem was, that I not only failed to really pay attention to them, I kind of pretended they weren't there. But then the next thing that harmed me more was that I failed to learn from them. I failed to attend to them because I was failing myself. I was failing myself because I didn't recognize that what I was seeing, those red flags, were mere images of what I needed to resolve within myself. I cannot begin to tell you how many people reach out to me for a reading, for therapy, and they're like blown away that they have these patterns of dating and, and chronic pain in romantic relationships because, uh, and they're angry at the other person. I'm like, yeah, you know, other people do bad and mean things. Yes. Other people do have malicious intent. Other people are miserable and only now have, have to cause chaos and pain because that's their normal. They don't know how to be healthy people. They know how to manipulate, control, hurt. But the bottom line is this. You can't really get mad at them. You can disapprove of their behavior. You can dislike it. But you are the common denominator in every single thing in your life. Nothing comes to you without you pulling it in. Nothing. And once you realize that, you can then choose either to continue to act like life is happening to you and at you, or you can flip the other side of the pillow and say, you know what? I'm going to take responsibility for my life. I don't have to blame myself and beat myself up. That's not what I'm talking about, y'all. What I'm talking about is for you to look at how you have entirely contributed to the experiences in your life, predominantly the pain that you bring in, the pain that you carry, and the pain that you feed. Every person who enters your life is there to show you some aspect of yourself. Again, Nugget of wisdom, nobody ever freaking taught me. I just felt like a fuck up my whole life for the most part. And many, many people, including people in my family, 
reinforce that even though they love me. They literally, I feel like I went from like many times I've talked to you about like one pile of shit to the next. And it was kind of true picking really crappy people who treated me crappy because I didn't respect myself and people in my family, my immediate family, they just sit back and just shake their heads. Like, God, you did it again. What is wrong with you? And I truly felt like I was, there was something wrong with me. Like I was really, uh, permanently damaged. And I knew that, that my family had those reactions out of love. Like I did know that on some level, but I couldn't get out from under myself. I could not figure out a way to fix it. And there was nobody to show me how. It's like they just kind of sat back and watched and wished that I would change course. Once you begin to and consistently experience respectful, loving, caring relationships, you're going to be on the right path. You know that. Until then, sweetheart, you have got some inner work to do to bring those amazing relationships to you. That's where you take the wheel. That's where you take responsibility. I remember in my 30s, especially how desperate I was to find someone to get married, to have children. It really was a dream of mine. I had, for, for as long as I can remember, imagined myself, uh, my wedding gown, my wedding, my husband, my family, my children, my house, all of that. It was, I really believed that that, that would happen. I witnessed many, many, many of my friends and others find people get married, and live the life that I so desperately wanted. The problem for me was that I was desperate. Period. End of story. My focus was in the wrong direction. And here's the other thing, y'all. I did not know how to be on my own in terms of feeling good about myself, regardless of what happened in my life. I tell young ladies all the time, I have a lot of young ladies uh, in, their, in their 20s and 30s come to me because they're feeling the same pains that I did. In fact, just yesterday, I had a young lady, 33, reach out to me uh, because she was just struggling. She, had, she was still reaching out to the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend that broke up with her. I'm like, what planet are you on? Why are you doing that? Don't chase a man. If a man wants you, he'll, he'll chase. He'll do that. And I told her, this is something that I wish somebody had told me years ago, is that go create a life that's full. That's the goal. Live your life so fully. Be so freaking happy and fulfilled that no matter what happens in a romantic relationship, everything else remains the same. We all... Uh, want people in our lives to enhance them, needing, being desperate and needy for someone to fix you, to save you. That's the approach that causes your yourself harm. Had somebody told me to create a full life from the get-go, it would have saved me great pain. I wish I had cultivated a lot more single friends, filled my time with things I enjoyed, and dated in a rotation instead of immediately hunkering down with a man in a relationship because I just wanted that relief. I just wanted to belong. I just wanted to be an us. 
I knew uh, what I wanted, but I didn't know how to meet my needs as an independent woman. So I called in men who would show me how I wasn't prioritizing myself and how I wasn't honoring myself with fidelity to myself, kindness to myself, compassion and love for myself. I didn't have a deeper intention with my life and relationships. I was not taught how to do that. I saw my parents' relationship and thought, well, I'll just find somebody who shares the same ideals and goals and it'll be fine. It was beautifully modeled for me. That's not easy unless you're solidly in a place in your life to call that in. There really is no mystery to dating smart. In fact, I have an earlier podcast episode that talks about how to date smart. So if you haven't listened to that, uh, go back to that one. And it, it's literally called the How to Date Smart. Listen to it. If you're experiencing a breakup of a relationship or a marriage or whatever kind of relationship you're in, it's time to start using your experience, all of your experiences, and stop feeling it. Okay, I'm going to say it again. And, and this is what I mean. Remember when I said that all relationships are flawed? They are. Two imperfect people, human beings, come together to work out their shit. That's why we call in people, right? Because the partners we choose are there to help us uh, expand and grow. And if either one of you isn't aware of yourself enough, then most likely your relationship is going to be a train wreck and you'll be highly dissatisfied with it. There's no escape in that reality. And I have been in that position more times than I care to admit. After a breakup, it's natural for you to feel the pains of the withdrawal of time together. Of Your mind may go into the obsessive mode thinking about the other person more than you did when you were in the relationship and worrying about who they're sleeping with, what they're doing, how they are, thinking about the fact that they don't care and blah, 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 blah. Really typical. But if you live in that, here's the thing, I want you to really, really hear me. If you live in that place of focusing on the other person, instead of how you can grow and expand from this relationship and that relationship and the one before and make yourself and your life better. Your pain will move into suffering and you'll feel as if the pain is permanent, pervasive, and personal. And that's just not necessary. In fact, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your energy to just sit in the pain. What planet are you on that you're doing that? Seriously. Why are you wasting precious time and energy hurting? Better you honor what you feel and find out what you can learn from yourself in the relationship than just sit and suffer. That's just stupid. Seriously. And y'all, I may be calling you stupid, but I've been stupid too. That's just stupid. But that's the key. So what do you do to heal the pain fast? Here are some real suggestions, okay? One, look at your part in the relationship. 
Who were you in the relationship? Did you give away more than your partner? Did you immediately go into quote unquote move in mode and settle into the relationship before you really knew the person, before they really earned you? Did you accept things from the other person that you knew deep down inside were not right? Did you overcompromise? Did you fail to be clear about your boundaries, about what you wanted and what you will and won't accept in the relationship? And did you fail yourself to stick to them? How you behave is key. It is mutually exclusive to the amount of pain you experience. Number two, stop blaming everyone and everything outside of your relationship for your pain. No one is responsible for your pain. Granted, yes, people do act badly in relationships, but you have to understand that, <clears throat> and I'm sure most of you have heard this saying, hurt people hurt people, and that we all bring our unresolved stuff into relationships. Don Miguel Ruiz has a book that talks about the four agreements. One of them is not to take things personally. That's very hard to do in a relationship because, you know, you're, you, you feel so intimately involved. But if somebody treats you badly, that's on them for the most part. There's a saying, hurt me once, shame on you. Hurt me twice, shame on me. And I want you to think about that. If you allow somebody to treat you poorly, if you allow it, in other words, if you don't put your foot down and you, you allow somebody, you tell somebody, that's okay, you can beat me up emotionally, psychologically, or physically, I'll forgive you every time. You ain't got nobody to hold accountable but yourself. Everybody else has their own stuff to work out. But you're the common denominator, sweetheart, in your relationships, so you can't feign ignorance. You allow what you allow, you accept what you accept, you ignore what you ignore, and you fail to put yourself first when it matters. Holding yourself accountable versus blaming anything outside of yourself is key. I want you to cultivate a desire to learn from your pain and you're gonna shorten its lifespan, I promise. Number three. Create new and powerful conditions and boundaries for yourself. It was only after two of the most impactful and painful relationships of my life, excruciatingly painful, that I vowed never to experience certain things again in a relationship. I had to be pushed to a breaking point twice in my life in order to change things on my end. And I look back now, and I'm thankful, so freaking thankful for those people who were so cruel to me. They saved my life. But I had to have a desire to move beyond that pain versus give into it. it. It was as if when I was in the pain, it felt like no way out. But the distinction is so important for you to hear, to move beyond the pain rather than give in to it and let it control you. Once your boundaries have been violated, you have a choice to keep them, experience more violation, or change them 
and only allow those who respect them to enter into your world. Number four, love yourself enough to pay attention to and address the red flags. My dear, if you fail to do this, you will suffer. Everyone operates along a spectrum of behavior in all ways. The question for you is, are you strong enough to notice, address, and then find resolution to the red flags that leave you better off than you were before? Are you strong enough to walk away from a relationship that doesn't give you what you need, even though you think it's what you want? Is your life filled with excitement and fulfillment in all aspects? What part of your life needs attention? What areas of your life seem drab and empty? Notice those and change them. There are red flags in your life too, not just in your relationships, in your life. Live a full life. And should a relationship not work out, like I mentioned before, your life won't really be changed that much. You'll bounce back faster than you could realize. You won't have to totally rebuild your life. And you won't be held back with the fear of starting over. And this is a main reason why people don't leave unhealthy relationships. They fear being alone and lonely. They're like, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to find anybody. Nobody will want me. And I'll tell you what, that's simply because you don't know how to take charge of your life. Period. Sometimes the best thing you can do, sweetie, is to be alone and just live for yourself. Again, another nugget I wish somebody had taught me. It is the best thing you could do to, be, to learn how to be so comfortable with being on your own that no matter what happens in your life, you're good. You're good. I certainly know for me that was a big reason why I was able to course correct. I did me, just me, and focused on making my life juicier, more fulfilling, just for me. Once I did that, I had enough cushion to leave a relationship that wasn't working if I so choose. It wasn't the end-all be-all. That relationship was not all-consuming anymore. It was just a part of my life. Until I found the man who became the center of my world, I ended up making all the wrong men the center. I didn't make me the center of my world so that I could have balance. I hope these suggestions have been helpful. I hope that you can literally see the kinds of things that I'm talking about and how you have lived in and through your relationships. Even though we're all flawed, we can call in our lifelong partners, ones that are loving and kind and adore us, but only if we love ourselves first in the ways that we're looking for someone else to. I send you love. I send you peace in your heart. I send you faith and hope that you will find it within to go beyond the pain that you're in and learn and grow from it. It sounds hokey, 
but I'm so freaking serious. It's the truth. It's the truth to experiencing more joy and less pain. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I wish you a, a wonderful day, a blessed week. And as always, trust your gut and live intuitively. It will never leave, lead you astray. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes. 